that's more... I think it's closer to the winter time. I, I remember it being cold. I think you're right, actually. I don't... I wish we had written down how many episodes of the shit show we had before we rebranded. I'm sure there's a way to figure that out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. It's not possible. We're done. Dude, I feel so weird right now. I feel so naked. Why? Because I usually have about 17 pounds of makeup on, and I'm oh. not... I don't have a stitch of makeup on. You you look great, though. No. You look very fresh-faced. You look <laughs> alive. Uh, I FaceTime with Blake, and he was like, babe, what's that on your face? <laughs> <laughs> you know where your me. eyes went straight to? That's, yeah. That means I have one I'm too. a fertile woman, and I'm about to unleash the kraken. I haven't had my, my pants. <laughs> I haven't had my period in two months. That's, I'm not pregnant. Um, I'm not pregnant. I keep buying tests and I keep peeing on them and they keep being like heartily negative. <laughs> like, as like a, what, like the, the emoji skulling, with the X The thing. skull and crossbones <laughs> on it. Like, your womb is barren. <laughs> and I texted, my mom is a registered nurse, so I texted her and I was like, what the fuck? It just like, it doesn't even have a picture. It just makes a sound, but it's like an echo. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop peeing on us. I hope you, you know you get them at the dollar store, right? Well, yeah. Well, okay. that's well, Good. like that's what I have been getting is the little cassette ones. Yeah. But then today I was like, this is so fucking weird. And I went to I went to Walgreens and I picked up a couple like clear blue EPTs and I peed on them and they were all like, nope. And like I did it with my morning pee, like the freshest yeah, pee, the most. The most pregnant pee. The most, <laughs> the the most pregnant pee that you could have. That's not the pee that you take right before you push a baby out. <laughs> oh hey. Hey. Oh hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Uh, this is uh, doing crime. That's Cat over there. And I'm here with the shit lord of Turd Mountain, Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that one wasn't even like punny or anything. Nope. <laughs> Like, you are, like, slightly irritated with me or something. No, I'm not. I, re I, read a, I read a text post today that was like, thank you, shit lord of Turd Mountain, for hefting your, your bountiful craps down upon us plebeians. <laughs> it made me laugh, and I was like, that's what I'm going to call a, Amelie today. That's a good one. I like it. Because it fits me, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's suited, it's tailored. Absolutely. <laughs> it's skin tight. <laughs> Statum dick skin. <laughs> what, okay. What is that phrase? Because I play with my husband's peen skin all the time and it is loose. <laughs> it's uh, it's a quote from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, it's like, like, and I always say it. This, this, oh, I should know that because we watch It's Always Sunny. This sex worker uh, puts on this leather jacket. It's like really expensive and she's like, ooh, that's tighter than dick skin. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Best episode ever. I really like... John and I are constantly singing the songs from the musical that they put on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always singing. <laughs> the boys, the yeah. girls told. Yeah. That's a good one. My son will like be hanging out just around the house and I'll be like, tiny boy, little boy, <laughs> baby boy, I love you. <laughs> and then I'll just be like, I would just like to clarify that I've never had sex with a child. <laughs> And then I 
just so inter- no one, <laughs> no one, no there. one, no one's asking, <laughs> no one's wondering. Some people are wondering. I feel like some people are always wondering, <laughs> not just about me, but about everyone. Everyone, yeah, of absolutely. Course. Oh my so god! So this is a murder episode. Yeah, yay! We are going to discuss two cases that piqued our interest. Well, this one um, was just handed to me. Oh, my husband. So is he like your? I guess like he's assistant. Just like, he's now? my finder. He's, he's the your finder. intern. Yeah. Oh my god. My unpaid intern. Yeah. He actually pays me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just like we hadn't talked for a couple hours, and then he just sends me a name, and I'm like, um, that's his crush. What? I'm like, what? Like, should I know this person? And he's like, I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, oh, your next murderer. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like. He's known as the British Jeffrey Dahmer, and I was like, <gasps> done. I have not heard of that. Me either. I was going to do the Norfolk Four, which I totally still intend to do. I thought you were going to do that one. I totally still intend to, mm-hmm. but I watched a weird, obscure YouTube documentary mm. that looked like it was shot on a potato. <laughs> But it sent me down this rabbit hole of fuckery that I could not claw my way out of. So, the were you eating mashed potatoes at the time? No, I was <laughs> eating mac and cheese. Whoa. I know. This shit goes deep, dude. <gasps> oh my god, a, a baked potato, a loaded baked potato, but it's but instead of shredded cheese, it's mac and cheese. Oh my god. Oh my god. We are not stoned, I swear. <laughs> we're not. We're on a military base, so we don't do drugs. We're in a secret CIA facility. <laughs> coming up with the new drug to release into the inner cities. <laughs> Mac and cheese mashed potatoes. It is a leading cause of uh, um, uh, type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. Um, juvenile, uh, juvenile aneurysms. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, anyway, um, this one's a longie. It's a longie. I'm and, excited. Uh, Mine's just going to be a lot of me screaming. Oh, fuck, I don't have my glasses. Great. Now my, my scowl line's going to be deepened because I'm going to have to read like this. I'll go get a couple cc's of Botox and we'll just, we'll just work Let's it out. Let's do it. Oh my God. What? A shot party. <laughs> but like but Botox. But like Botox yeah. shot? I don't know anyone old enough to appreciate that, really. I would totally go get Botox. Why? You're still useful. Well, like, yeah, but also Botox, like, Botox isn't a bad thing. It's poison. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) You can get botulism poisoning from it, but it's, like, it's not bad, and it, like, degrades, and it's, like, it's a good preventative. Plus, you can put Botox, like, in your armpits if you have, like, really bad, like... If you sweat really bad. Yeah, like, if you have problems and, like... Botox is actually super good for, like, migraines, migraines and stuff. Yeah. Um, My friend just informed me that she gets regular Botox shots, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I totally would. Like, I know I'm going to have really bad crow's feet. Oh, yeah, I have that, too. And I would totally get Juvederm under my eyes because Can my... you get Botox right here? Yeah, in your smile lines. Mm-hmm. I would, like, I would totally get Botox. It's, like, in my crow's feet and in my forehead. That's right. And here. then, like, this yeah. This has got to go. And, like... I would totally do. Let's go get. Okay, fuck the podcast. We're, <laughs> we're going to get Botox guys, right now. You guys, could you send us money so we can go get unnecessary uh, Botox? We need you to email sponsors so we can go look like plastic people. 
I just want to look our happy ne- and surprised all the time. Our next picture that we <laughs> our next picture that we post to Instagram, we look like we've been stung by so we many. We literally bees. just have needles sticking out of our face like syringes. Yeah. We have like we have like um what are those? Like the drainage tubes coming out of our face. <laughs> like we got too much. We went too hard, but we learned our lesson. We have just one side of our face is completely like lazy. <laughs> we asked them for too much and they ran out halfway through, so we've got to come back next week. But for now, we're a Batman villain. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Sorry for the long pauses. That's me getting wine in my mouth and cat making me laugh. That's me, me slowly waterboarding her. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Why am I sweating so bad? Because I'm just that hot. I guess, dude. This room is probably the smelliest room. No, wait. An animal died in my house. Never mind. Oh. That closet is the smelliest room in Amelie, my house. Amelie had like a hamster massacre <laughs> within her walls. <laughs> I'd like to think it's someone's. It was probably like a rat or like a mouse. Well, they said it was a rat or a mouse. So they wouldn't tell me specifics. Big mouse, small rat. Yeah, like a medium sized rodent. I like to think that it had a large ball sack. <gasps> what if it was like someone shaved their guinea pig and was like, "I don't like you anymore," <laughs> and like your guinea pig is like the guinea pig is just encamping like inside your walls and just hanging out. It ran out of termites to eat. Absolutely. You know, get shaved guinea pigs look like like little hippos with whiskers. <laughs> you leave the whisk. How do you shave it and leave the whiskers? I don't know. My do you have one, to sedate them? First? My one guinea pig I had died in a house fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Ironically. <laughs> have I never told you this story? About your guinea pig dying? Yeah. Dude, do you... Is it like Silence of the Lambs where she my like, guinea pig? She, she has nightmares because she hears the sheep screaming, but you just hear your guinea pig screaming. No, <laughs> I that like would be a good story. My <laughs> my childhood home burned up, and my guinea pig Marshmallow went with it. <laughs> Very ironically, <laughs> I was I was a little sad, but at that point I but had did already you go gotten some bored of it. <laughs> Hershey bars. A graham cracker and Hershey bar with my 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 <laughs> next two guinea pigs. No, I never had a guinea pig again. No, I wouldn't either. That's a fucking tragedy. Yeah. My God. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about this murderer. Um. So this guy's name is Dennis Nilsson, um, also known as the Muswell Hill murderer, also known as the Kindly Killer, also known as the British Jeffrey Dahmer. Like I said earlier, the Kindly Killer. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Was kindly like a place he lived? No, it was, he actually named himself that because he said that the way that he murdered people was like a, the nicest way you could murder someone. That's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. Yeah, this guy was, you know what though? It's fucked up because he had like a semi-normal childhood. Okay, let me read because there's like 17,000 pages. I'm probably going to skip over some shit because I don't want to. So, um... Dennis Nilsson was born on November 23rd, 1945 in Fraserburg, Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire. It sounds like it's Fraserburg, Aberdeenshire. That's, that's like, a made up town. That's like when you ask an eight year old to make like a doctor name. <laughs> I'd be really impressed with that eight year old though. You're like, wow, every 
TV 90s sitcom <laughs> you paid attention to. Um, he was Scottish-Norwegian. That's an interesting mixture. Uh, second of three children, so middle child. That's kind of the only thing that I could possibly think that would make him a psycho. Know. Middle kids are weird. Yeah, but, my brother's real weird. But, like, not... Well, Carl, okay. It's true. Coral. Middle middle children are serial killers. <laughs> Have you been in my brother's basement? It's... I've heard Don't things. go in there, because you're never getting out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, his mom and dad divorced. His mom remarried and had four more children with her new husband. Okay, so um, early on, he kind of he knew that he was gay, but this was in the like sixties, fifties, sixties. So yeah, yeah. Um, he was really ashamed of it, and he was like trying to see if he wasn't. So he fondled his sister once. <gasps> wow, that's not the way to figure no. out that you're not gay. No, and then he fondled his older brother once. That's that's neither. How were they um, just he like was sleeping? The brother was sleeping. I don't know about the little sister. I didn't really. Was she like? I'll pretend to be asleep. Well, after that, so oh god, Jesus. Um, after that, his brother teased him relentlessly about being gay. Wait, then how? If his brother was asleep, then how did he know? He... Well, I'm sure he woke up. I don't know if if someone did he have touching his... my genitals. Did he have his dick in his mouth? Like what happened? <laughs> I don't. I don't know the specifics. Wikipedia doesn't This is go the into most it. important part of the story. <laughs> so, um, there's so much more. Um, he joined the army in 1961, and he fucking loved it because he was surrounded by a bunch of dudes. Same. Um, <laughs> right? And he would always try to get one person to, like, anybody to fondle him while he was drunk and quote-unquote passed out. But he wasn't really passed so out. So was he like... He was like playing that game where he's like, I'm so tired. I'm so drunk. Oh my God, my dick fell out of my It hand. would be a shame if someone <laughs> jerked me off a little. <laughs> oh man. Right? <laughs> Don't put anything in my butt. <laughs> so uh, he became a cook for the army. I really kind of glazed over because there's so much. Yeah. Um, after the army, he became a little depressed because he really liked the camaraderie a.k.a. being surrounded by genitalia, male genitalia. <laughs> um, he began drinking alone. Who does that remind you of? Old Jeff. Oh, Jeffy. Um, he lived with a dude for a while, but that didn't end up working out. Because um, he kept putting his dick in his fucking mouth no, when he fell this asleep. No, guy, the guy was gay. Oh, okay. But they just didn't work out. There's a lot to that, and I just kind of glazed over it because it's not that important for the well, story. Well, you know, people just drift apart. It's no one's fault. Um, so... Throughout 1978, he devoted an ever-increasing amount of his time, effort, and um, into his work, and most evenings would be spent consuming uh, booze and listening to music, which, am I a serial killer? <laughs> Absolutely. Am I a serial killer? Because uh, that's what I do. You're one tit in your mouth away from <laughs> eating people. I swear to God, I was listening to... Um, only the Lonely by Elvis Presley on my back porch by myself drinking. <laughs> Are you okay? I think. I would say I need to seek therapy, but I'm already in therapy. You need to, you need to spend some more time in the sun. <laughs> like, open a window. All right, so. <clears throat> Nilsson killed his first victim. This is really fucked up. 14-year-old Stephen Holmes on the December 30th, 1978. He encountered, uh, Holmes encountered Nilsson in the Cricklewood Arms Pub 
where Holmes had attempted to purchase alcohol. Uh, according to Nilsson, he had been drinking heavily the day he met Stephen and invited the guy back to his house for a drink, um, mm-hmm. believing him to be approximately 17 years old. Mm, I call bullshit that, on that. No. You can definitely tell a 14-year-old From kid. a 17-year-old? You yeah. Can, <laughs> a lot of maturing happens there. But then again, you know what? They're British. I don't know about those those Brits. The... <laughs> They look different. <laughs> it's because they don't have fluoride in the water. I know. So they just age quicker. Antibiotics in the chicken. <laughs> um, Sorry, we so, we were exposed to Alex Jones this, this <laughs> yeah, evening. Yeah, we're a little bit conspiracy uh, we're <laughs> ridden. Um, all right, so uh, at Nilsson's house, they both fall, they both drank a bunch and they fell asleep. The next morning, Nilsson woke up to find Holmes asleep on his bed. Um, Nilsson said he was, quote, afraid to wake him in case he left me, end quote. Uh, After caressing the sleeping youth, Nilsson decided Holmes was to, quote, stay with me over the New Year whether he wanted to or not. So reaching for a necktie, Nilsson straddled Holmes and he strangled him into unconsciousness before drowning him in a bucket filled with water. What the fuck? Dude, this guy is fucked. Listen. That doesn't sound very kind. That's that is the opposite of kind. That is, you are the mean, mean killer, the meanly murderer, <laughs> the meanly murderer. Uh, Nilsson twice masturbated over the body uh, before stowing the youth's corpse beneath his floorboards. The body of oh, Stephen Holmes getting, would getting re- a little bit of Gacy flavor in yeah. here. Yeah, is- he's like a little uh, amalgam, just a smattering. Yeah, <clears throat> the body of Stephen Holmes would remain beneath the floorboards for almost eight months before Nelson constructed a bonfire in the garden behind his flat and burned the uh, bound corpse in August of 1979. Now, hearkening back to the dead small rodent in my wall, that was so disgustingly smelling that I called yeah. maintenance like there's something dead in my house. Yeah. I was over what here. What the fuck? I was over here um and Amelie was like come smell my drain. I think it's something in my drain. And like the only thing that I could th- I I've never smelled like something that's been dead for a while. Mm. Like I've only smelled someone that was newly dead mm-hmm. and that just smells coppery yeah like really bloody so um like I've, I've never smelled something that's in the process of decomp and i could only it only reminded me of when hurricane katrina hit and there was so much black mold everywhere oh, okay. and it like that's why i said like i think that's mold mm-hmm. because it smelled I like poured an entire gallon of bleach down my fucking yeah drink, you can't... and the next day i'm like nope you can't bleach away a dead ferret. Nope. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> this animal is just going to become so many different things. Uh. <laughs> yep. You cannot r- rid out or oxyclean uh, a decompos- <laughs> de- decomposing koala. <laughs> dude, if it was a koala, I'd be so pissed if they got rid of it. I'd be like, dude, no. I want to keep it. <laughs> Put it back in my wall. <laughs> Um, so, uh, on October 11th, uh, 1979, Nilsson attempted to murder a student from Hong Kong named Andrew Ho. He met him in St. Martin's Lane Pub and hey. lured him to his flat on the promise of sex. So, this guy was gay. Um, That's fine. Nilsson, yeah, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he didn't, uh, I'm like, just, under false pretenses. I'm just reassuring that <laughs> I'm, like... Are we, are we nervous that we're being, like... I don't know. Not... PC now because well, like, of the Pedro thing. Well, like, 
<laughs> well, like, I'm bi, but people all the time are like, you're not really bi because you're married to a dude. And I'm like, no, I'm still, like, gay, but, like, just not currently. I get, well, like, still, but, like, I'm married to a dude. But you like the ladies, too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> oh, you guys, um, send your nudes to Kat. <laughs> she doesn't care if you're a dude or a chick, just send both. Yeah. Send all of them. Tasteful Kat. only. Tasteful nudes, though. I w- <laughs> Modeled only after. Not a close-up of some puckered asshole. Greco-Roman, <laughs> like, full get-up. <laughs> I want Garden of Eden. I want a lot of production value yes. into my nudes. <laughs> Take your time. Absolutely. These Do will be graded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Nilsson tried to strangle Ho, but he managed to flee. And he reported the incident to the police. Although Nilsson was questioned in relation to the incident, Ho decided not to press charges. Why? Oh, I bet it was because he was foreign and like. Probably money was an issue. I'm not victim blaming here. I'm not. But think about how many. I mean, he had no idea. But like, think about how many fucking lives would have been saved if this guy had just been arrested. Yeah, but also like, um, it's super common for like, like sexual assault victims to. Yeah, that's true. Like, not want to press charges, and like, because then you have to face. He may not have been out, and like. His whole family could have found out mm-hmm. that he had been having relations with a man, and like that's, that's, that's like true. a lot. So I, no, no, I that's totally true. understand that. You know what? You're right. I'm a dick. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm putting more dead things in your wall. <laughs> Two months after the attempted murder, um, on December third, nineteen seventy nine, Nelson encountered a twenty three year old Canadian student named Kenneth Ockenden who had been on a tour of England visiting relatives. Nilsson encountered um, him when they both drank at the West End pub. Upon learning the youth was a tourist, Nilsson offered to show him several notable London landmarks, and this guy accepted. So then he invited the, the guy to his house on the promise of a meal and further drinks. Further drinks. Also, his house is a, <clears throat> is a major London landmark. Also, is this at the same pub that he's meeting all these people at? I don't think so. That was the last guy was St. Martin's. Oh, lame okay. So uh, the pair stopped stopped off. <coughs> excuse me, um, at an off license en route to Nilsson's Melrose Avenue residence to purchase whiskey, rum, and beer, and the guy insisted on sharing the bill. Um. Anyway, that none of that matters. Okay, so. Um, although Nelson was adamant he could not recall the precise moment he strangled him, he recalled that he re- he strangled the youth with a cord of Nelson's headphones as Ockenden listened to music. Mm. He also recalled dragging the youth across the floor with a wire wrapped around his neck as he strangled him before pouring himself half a glass of rum and continuing to listen to music upon the headphones with which he strangled him. Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the following day, Nelson purchased a Polaroid camera and mm. photographed his body in various suggestive positions. Then he laid Ockenden's corpse spread-eagled above him on his bed as he watched television for several hours before wrapping the body in plastic bags and stowing the corpse beneath the floorboards. On approximately four occasions over the following fortnight, Nelson um, took Ockenden's body from beneath his floorboards and seated the body upon his armchair alongside him as he watched television and drank alcohol. What the fuck? 
Yeah. So <clears throat> I didn't really want to include that, but I felt like it was necessary because this guy was fucking deranged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Nilsen killed his third victim, 16-year-old Martin Duffy, on the 17th of May, 1980, after the guy had fallen asleep in Nilsen's bed. Um, Nilsen fashioned a ligature around his neck and then simultaneously sat on Duffy's chest and tightened the ligature with a great force. Nilsen held the grip until Duffy became unconscious. He then dragged the youth to, into his kitchen and drowned him in the sink before bathing the body, which he recollect, recollected as being the youngest-looking had ever seen oh oh god i know damn it this one's like heebie-jeebies i'm glad i went first all right so um duffy's body was placed upon a kitchen chair and then upon the bed on which he had been strangled the body was repeatedly kissed complimented and caressed by nilson both before and after he had masturbated while sitting on the stomach of the corpse for two days the body of martin duffy was stowed in a cupboard before nilson noted the youth's body had become bloated Therefore, he went straight under the floorboards. That's the quote. Ugh. Yeah. I think this guy's worse than fucking Dahmer. Yeah, this is a like, lot. Like, Dahmer should be called the Nilsson of the United States. Yeah, like, this is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I kind of skipped over some shit. Um, before the end of 1980, he went, um, he was to kill five more victims, and he tried to murder another Although only one of these victims whom Nelson murdered, 26-year-old William David Sutherland, had ever been identified. Nelson's recollections of the unidentified victims are vague, although he graphically recalled how each victim had been murdered and just how long the body had been retained before dissection. Well, that's... He dissected them. That's... Uh, mm-hmm. That's what's important to him, because I feel like he's a product mm-hmm. killer. Agree. Like, he doesn't care how he gets them. Well, that's and, not And that's the important. thing, like, he thinks he's being merciful, like, the way he kills them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one unidentified victim killed in November had moved his legs in a cycling motion as he was strangled. Nilsson is known to have absented himself from work between 11 and 18 November, likely due to his particular murder. Another un- unidentified victim Nelson had unsuccessfully attempted to resuscitate before sinking to his knees, sobbing, before standing to expressly spit at his own image as he looked at himself in the mirror. On another occasion... Wait, why did he try to bring that I one back? I don't oh. know. I don't know, dude. This, that one, that person. Why are we trying to figure out the fucking... Yeah, there's no logic. of this fucker. Um, on another occasion, he had lain in bed alongside the body of an unidentified victim as he listened to the classical theme fanfare for the common man before bursting into tears i'm wondering if he was like sober at this time maybe like before when he was drunk he didn't really care or maybe he was sober i don't know i don't i I know that if i ever had a one night stand and it was sober i would definitely cry the night of instead of the next day (laughs) i've never had a a one night stand so my one (laughs) my one one night stand that was supposed to be a one night stand i ended up marrying his name is john (laughs) yeah hey john um (laughs) hey babe (laughs) inevitably the accumulated bodies beneath his floorboards attracted insects and created a foul odor imagine that weird Particularly throughout the summer months, again, let's go back to Amelie's uh, fucking linen closet with a little tiny mouse in it, reeked my entire house. I had to wash every single piece of linen out of that fucking closet. Yeah, it all smelled like like death. That was a little mouse. Like, I can't imagine. Inside my walls. Yeah, and you you could smell that, like, 
as soon as you pass through your kitchen, yeah. like into the mm-hmm. hallway, and you could smell that down the hallway. So I couldn't imagine, like, <laughs> I'm glad that everyone noticed and no one said a thing. They're like, "This is just how Amelie's house smells." <laughs> no, they're too nice. Maybe that's what the problem is. Everyone's just too nice in England or whatever. Yeah, they're, just they're like, like mm, maybe he's just not clean. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, on occasions when Nilsson brought the victims from beneath the floorboards. He noticed that the bodies would be covered with pupae. Is that how you say it? Basically, pupa? maggots. Pupa? Oh, yeah. Pupa. And um, infested with maggots. Some victims' heads had maggots crawling out of the eye sockets and mouths. Ugh. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know why I wanted to talk about that. Because maggots like, are the grossest thing on the planet. That's honestly, like, such, that's such a, like, to get that picture in your head, it's such a cliche horror movie. So, yeah. like, if I were to see that, I'd be like, oh, that's fake. And that's real. That This is real. Yeah. Okay. So, although Nilsson placed deodorants beneath the floorboards and sprayed insect- insecticide, about the flat twice daily, both the odor of decay and the presence of flies remained. So what, well, no fucking shit. What? <laughs> what were his deodorants like? The little like the little Christmas trees you hang up in cars. I guess this is before the movie Seven came out. Where there's oh. that? Did you ever see that? No. Oh my god, cat. <laughs> We what? have so many movies for movie night. Seven, we'll you have it. to see Seven. It has Brad Pitt in it. I've never... And uh, Kevin Spacey. I've seen the movie Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, that's a good one, too. But this one's totally different. Anyway, so um, the maintenance people came and sprayed, like, that shit that kills HIV in Parvo <laughs> all over my apartment because I'm or my house because I'm like... The smell is still here. So the maintenance guy came and, like, sprayed everything down. But, like, it only kills HIV and parvo? Yeah. Everything else lives. Like, the common cold. You're fucked. (laughs) No. Um, Okay. So, on the 4th of February, 1983, Nelson wrote a letter of complaint to estate agents complaining that the drains at the Cranley Gardens were blocked, and that's where he lived, and that the situation for both himself and the other tenants at the property was intolerable. The following day, he refused to allow an acquaintance to enter his property, the reason being that he had begun to dismember the body of Stephen Sinclair on the floor in the kitchen. I skipped over a lot of the um, victims, and I didn't mean, I don't mean that some have more importance than others. It was just, uh, you know, a timing thing. Right, yeah. Okay, so Nilsson's murders were first discovered by a dino rod employee named Michael Catran who responded to the complaints made by both Dennis Nilsson and other tenants of 23 Cranley Apart- Gardens sorry, regarding the drains of the property being blocked on February 8, 1983. Opening a drain cover at the side of the house, Katrin discovered the drain was packed with a flesh-like substance and numerous small bones of unknown origin. Katrin reported his suspicions to his supervisor, Gary Wheeler. However, as he had arrived at the property at dusk, Katrina and his supervisor agreed to postpone further investigation into the blockage until the following morning. Prior to leaving the property, Nelson and fellow tenant named Jim Alcock convened with Katrina to discuss the source of the substance. This is so fucking disgusting, okay? Okay. Um, <coughs> upon hearing Katrina exclaim how similar the substance was in appearance to human flesh, Nelson replied, it looks to me like someone has been flushing down their Kentucky Fried Chicken. A, I was unaware that they had KFCs in England in the 80s. That's actually, like, kind of weird to me. Also, that's fucking disgusting. How do you... Why would Why would anyone do that? Like, just... To flush chicken? 
Yeah, chicken bones. Oh. Oh. Well, and I mean, seriously, like when I think of disposing of food, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and flush this down the toilet. The only way I do that is if it has already gone through my digestive system. <laughs> Even then sometimes, just the trash is fine. Yeah, I can't. I mean, unless like maybe you like have an eating issue and like you have to hide the evidence of like oh, you're okay. eating. Yeah, I guess that makes but sense. But that is the only other time that I would look at a plate of food scraps and go to the toilet. <laughs> well, and dude, just don't say anything because now you look guilty as fuck. Like trying to explain away that shit. I would be horrified if I saw that shit. Yeah, like don't <laughs> okay so the police were called uh they traced the pipes with the flesh back to nilson's apartment uh three officers followed nilson into his apartment where they immediately noted the odor of rotting flesh nilson asked uh as to why the police would be interested in his drains to which he was informed the blockage had been caused by human remains Nilsen feigned shock and bewilderment, stating, Good grief, how awful! In response, Jay replied, that's a, one of the cops, um, Don't mess about, where's the rest of the body? I wish I could do a British accent, because this is all in, in British speak. Don't mess about, where's the rest of the body? Where's the rest of oh. the body? Um, where, <laughs> where's the rest of the body? We need the slaughter pod. Um, okay, so uh, Nilsen responded calmly, admitting... That the remainder of the body could be found in two plastic bags in a nearby wardrobe. Oh, so he was just like, ah, you caught me. Yeah, from which Jay and his colleagues noted the overpowering smell of decomposition emanated. So this guy's in an apartment? Yeah. Just like Dahmer. Where, oh my god, where... Where is the space beneath his floorboards? I don't know. Apparently there's a large... He's just (laughs) stowing people in people's ceilings? I guess Okay, but first, like... Okay, so when bodies decompose, quite a lot of liquid mm-hmm. is released. Mm. They're in plastic bags. Have you not been paying attention, Kat? They're in plastic bags. Well, I guess... Mm, I feel like... Like hefty, I bet. I bet he bought, like, fucking brand name. I feel like he wouldn't be able to, like... Because it's a lot of liquid. Like, it's so much. <laughs> oh, God, please. It's a lot. But remember, he keeps taking them out, too, so maybe he's, like, draining it. Uh, where's he going? <laughs> His disposal, dude. Uh. Okay. The officers did not open the cupboard, but asked Nelson if there were any other body parts to be found, to which Nelson replied, It's a long story. It goes back a long time. I'll tell you everything. I want to get it off my chest, not here, at the police station. Uh, he was then oh, arrested no. and cautioned on suspicion of murder before being taken to Hornsey Police Station. All of these places. I know they're aren't so British. real. They're so fucking they're, British. They're literally. They're too British. They're. <laughs> they're not real. Like they're. I'm going to titting on on farthing. <laughs> Pennywinkle. They're all just from Harry Potter books. <laughs> they sound like magical fairy groves. That's why all of this these. This is where J.K. Are. Rowling got her inspiration from. You just either British towns either don't sound real. They either sound like they're they're witch towns <laughs> from a young adult novel, or they sound like this is vomit boil <laughs> here on the vomit east boil. end. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, did I tell you? Have you been listening to that very bad words podcast? No, not yet. It's on my list. Okay. Sidebar, sidebar right now. There, uh, the last one was on the word cunt. Okay. 
and there was um there used to be streets in England called like I forget exactly what it was called, but it's like uh cunt grope lane. Like Ooh. I shit you not, that's what it's called. That is now a very successful British <laughs> porno. <laughs> well, the, yeah, but like the reason that they named it that is because it was like where you'd see a bunch of cunts because it was a bunch of sex workers. Like it was like the red light district. Oh. So they'd okay. call it like cunt grope lane or whatever. Oh, it's like Lover's Lane is right next door. Ugh, if you God. don't want to go to Lover's Lane, you just it go. It might to... not have been grope, but it was like cunt. Cunt grab. Cunt grasp lane. Cunt, cunt and dash <laughs> lane. Anyway, going back to this disgusting piece One of shit. One cunt in the hand is better than two in the bush. <laughs> two with a bush. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, uh... that's disgusting. <laughs> I think if you guys listen to our podcast, you know how we feel about shaved puss. It's disgusting. Like, just bald puss, I guess I should say. Not I, shaved. Uh, like, a, a nicely trimmed... A bald... A bald... Okay, I'm not shaming... I bush because... I'm not shaming be... anyone's vagina, no, but... sorry. A completely right. bald labia on a grown woman <laughs> over the age of... When you get pubic hair? (laughs) Over the age of when that happens. (laughs) Puberty? It skeeves me out. Yeah, me too. Why are you trying to be... What are you doing? What are you doing? Get out of here with that. (laughs) Get out of here with your slick puss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Getting back to this disgusting shit. That evening, a detective superintendent chambers accompanied Peter J. and Professor David Bowen to Cranley Gardens where the plastic bags were removed from the wardrobe and taken to Hornsey Mortuary. Mm-hmm. One bag was found to contain two dissected torsos, one of which had been vertically dissected, and a shopping bag containing various internal organs. The second bag contained a human skull almost completely devoid of flesh, a severed head, and a torso with arms attached but hands missing. Both heads were found to have been subjected to moist heat. Whatever the fuck that is. Um, so Dennis Nilsson was brought to trial on October 24th, 1983. 1983 sorry. That's 14 days after the day I was born. Hmm. No big deal. Charged with six counts of murder and two of attempted murder. He was tried at the Old Bailey. That's a famous... That's not real. <laughs> it is real. It's a it's, it's from a, a like fictional. A, it's a like a famous courthouse. Mm. Before Judge Sir David Croom Johnson. He's not real. That's a fake person. <laughs> That's someone from like a 1987 Sir David Croom Johnson or 1987 vamp- vampire knight who now <laughs> lives in Seattle and loves 16-year-old girls, but he's 412. Is he in the movie Lost Boys? Absolutely. Because that's where it is. I don't know if it's Seattle. Seattle. It's something like that. It's somewhere cold and damp. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's where all the vampires go. Following the closing arguments of both prosecution and defense, the jury retired to consider their verdict on November 3rd, 1983. The following day, the jury returned with the majority verdict of guilty upon six counts of murder and uh, the attempted murder of this other guy. The judge sentenced Nilsson to life imprisonment with a recommendation that he serve a minimum of 25 years in pr- imprisonment. Minimum. Yeah. Um, England. UK. <laughs> Whatever. Get your fucking shit together and I'm not start- going to shame you, but I'm shaming you. 
25 start, years. Start killing people. No, well, I'm don't kill people, but, like, don't make it, like, okay, after 25 years, you get a second chance. This motherfucker is clearly disturbed. Yeah. Like, do not let this guy out. Okay, anyway. So, in December of 1983, Nelson was attacked with a razor blade by an yes. inmate. Yeah. Named Albert Moffat, who inflicted wounds to Nelson's face and chest, which required 89 stitches to heal. Following the attack, Nelson was briefly transferred to Parkhurst Prison before being transferred to Wakefield Prison. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's a real place. Unless I heard of it in a fictional movie. <laughs> Where he was to remain until 1990. The following year, Nelson was transferred to a vulnerable prison unit. What? The vulnerable. Okay. He's vulnerable, I guess. His emotional um, walls are down. His soul is his there. His floorboards are intact, though. I'll tell yeah. you that. His absolutely. They're removable, though. All right. Um, They're more like Lincoln logs, to be <laughs> honest. So he went there for concerns for his safety, but he was to remain at Full Sutton until 1993 when he was transferred to Whitmore Prison, again as a Category A prisoner, and with increased segregation from the other inmates, the minimum terms of 25 years to life imprisonment, to which Nelson was sentenced in 1983, was replaced by a whole life tariff by the Home Security um, in December 1994. This ruling ensures that Dennis Nilsson will never be released from prison. There you go. Although Nilsson has repeatedly expressed no desire to obtain freedom, insisting that he fully accepts his punishment. Well, okay. That's like the one sane thing that this fucker has done. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I um, killed people. In 2003, Nilsson was again transferred to the full Sutton, where he remains incarcerated as a Category A prisoner. In the prison workshop, Nilsson translates books into Braille. He spends much of his free time reading, painting, and composing music upon a keyboard. He also exchanges letters with numerous individuals who have sought his correspondence. So that's uh, that's where that is. Good one. I've never heard uh, of him. Me neither. And I'm like, how the fuck have I not heard of this guy? Yeah, that's insane. He's way worse than Jeffrey Dahmer, in my opinion. Yeah, that's... He was putting bodies into people's ceilings. <laughs> At least Jeffrey put them in the refrigerator. Well, and into, like... Oils. Jeffrey Jeffrey never exposed corpses to moist heat. <laughs> he would never. He just like put skulls on his fucking coffee table. Anyway, honestly me though. <laughs> I know, but you wouldn't murder them first. You would no, just, like, I just buy them, buy them at a weird thrift store on the internet. Yeah. Like probably through like a shady back page, <laughs> but who knows really. Okay, okay, so mine um mine is really really interesting. Um <laughs> No, not saying that you're. Now that we're through that boring one. That no, I'm just, did. I'm just so excited about this because the, I get to scream, okay. my little conspiracy heart out. Okay, but this is the disappearance of Rebecca Corium. So Rebecca was born March 11th, 1987, in Chester, England. Whoa, two Englands. This is not I a person asked you from Ohio. Where your shit was from, and you said California. You liar. That was when I was talking about the Norfolk. Okay, well, but I'm... this is it. Does happen in California and the Bahamas. Okay, so uh, she has a sister named Rachel, and then she had two foster brothers. She went to Plymouth University uh, for sports science in June 2010. She went to London to interview. Sorry. <laughs> Were you just, not reading over my shoulder? No, I wasn't. Lies. Well, I would start to, but then I would go, fuck. <laughs> um, Immigrant. In June 2010, she went to London to interview for a position with Disney Cruises. Hmm. She was hired and went to Florida for training. So she cruised with Disney for about four months. 
then she took a two month break, which is what normal. What did she do there? She was a cruise worker. I know, but like, I mean, I know someone who worked for Disney Cruises. He's a dancer, though. Oh, she was a she was a child in inter- uh, like a youth entertainer. Okay. So she wasn't like a princess, but she like would like youth coordinator or okay. whatever. All right. Um. Uh. She cruised. She cruised with Disney for four months. Took a two month break, which is normal. Like I thought that was a really long time to take a break. Well, if you're on the water for four fucking months, yeah. So like it, it, it was some, normal. You need some steady land. Uh. So she went back to Chester, and then she returned to work on the Disney Wonder, which is one of their ships, the Wonder. Um, out of the port of Los Angeles. Uh, during this period, during this period, uh, Rebecca's grandfather died, so she returned to Chester for two weeks. Then she went back, and six weeks after her return to Los Angeles, the day the Wonder would leave port, she sent what would be her last message on Facebook to her mom, saying that she would call the next day. She and her, her and her family were really close. They kept up correspondence on Skype and Facebook every day for hours. They were really, really close. So um, 12 hours went by and her mom started to worry because she hadn't heard from Rebecca, which was so out of character. Rebecca would text her like when she woke up. Like they were always in contact. Mm -hmm. Um, So later that night she was about to go to bed and that's when she got a phone call from Disney saying that her daughter was missing. This is the day that the ship left port. That's really fucking good of them, though. Like, they're on top of shit. Oh, no. Okay. So, that night, uh, Rebecca and a bunch of friends, they went to a bar. Uh, They had fun. She was was called, like, she was a really fun girl. She was always fun to be around. She was a nice person. Did she she light up her room when she walked in? She did. She had a sparkle in her eye. Shit. But, um, so the day she disappeared, uh, the start of her shift was 9 a.m. And the last time she was seen was at 5.45 a.m. on a CC security camera, CCTV. Okay. Uh, she was on, uh, she was on a phone call that was obviously upsetting. She was, she was tugging at her clothes, which were, she was wearing men's clothes that were extremely baggy. Um, Mm. like clothes that obviously did not fit her. She was pulling at her hair. She was on the phone. She was, she was raking her fingers through her hair. She was obviously very distraught. Right. She was very upset. Um, um, Mm. a male is seen come coming up to her and asking her if she's okay. He's later interviewed and he said that he saw her. She's, she was like shaking, crying, and like she was yelling. And uh, he came up to her and asked her, asked her if she was okay, and she said, "Yeah, fine." And like she didn't elaborate, so he just left. Ooh. Um, Ooh, shit. Uh, and that's the last anyone sees of her. She's not. Uh, she's not seen going up or down any stairs. Where she's did you not, say she was at this point? An uh, airport? No, she's like on the ship. The ship oh. is heading to the Bahamas. Oh, shit. From the port of okay. Los Angeles. Oh, shit. Okay. So the Coriums were flown out, uh, and they met with a detective from the Bahamas. But this is where the, it starts getting really shady. Um, so Disney, after they were notified, so they, 
she didn't show up for her start of shift, which was 9 a.m. So they started like paging all around the ship, like, mm-hmm. Rebecca, where are you? They checked her room, which didn't have her in it, obviously. They, I'm assuming she was probably like a pretty reliable. Yeah, she worker. was, she was like always on time. She was very punctual. Um, they checked all the common areas of the ship. Like they had the crew scour for her. She was nowhere to be found completely disappeared so they knew that she was gone but they waited four hours to notify the united states coast guard they waited five hours to notify the mexican navy which was the largest like naval like fleet right to like them. around yeah and then they waited seven hours to notify the government of jurisdiction which was the bahamas because mm-hmm. the ship is registered in the bahamas the bahamas have jurisdiction over crimes right. that happen on the ship so um the Coriums were flown out and it wasn't until they were back in port in Los Angeles. Like, okay. So when someone goes overboard or someone is missing Mm -hmm. on a ship, they have to do what's called a Williamson turn, which can take about an hour, but it's a turn. You have to turn the ship around and the ship has to go back and like drop anchor at where the person went overboard at. And they, and, Okay. Like, people get ready to, like, jump out in the mm-hmm. water, like, to try to help. Like, they're looking for this person. They never did that. They just kept going. And then they finished, like, from everything that I could find, they finished the cruise before they they went back to their home port. Dude, like, the hair is, like, standing up. Yeah, on it's arms. insane. Oh, my God. Ooh. So, when the quariums were flown out, they had to wait till all of the passengers got on the ship, got off of the ship. Everything was off of the ship. And then Disney put them in a car with blacked out windows. They could not see where they were going. And then they were... Um, did they have, like, fucking black hoods over their heads? What the fuck? Like, and they Disney were... Disney is... There is some fucked up shit well, going Well, I'm going to get Disney. into that. All like, right. um, so they... The windows were completely blacked out. They were taken into a secret back entrance and put into this super small room that just had a TV in it with, like, a like, CC feed of, like, was Rebecca's... Was it the girl from... The ring? No. <laughs> it was basically pl- just playing a message, looping it, that it was like, she's fine, like, everything's okay. And so they were super what? confused. They were like, are, is our daughter missing? Like, is she fine? Like, what's happening? So uh, the detective, uh, well, then they met, then some Disney executives came into the room, and a girl that sh- that Rebecca had supposedly called that was on the phone that she was calling in the security footage so Mm, okay and then they met with the captain who was like oh she must have been swept up she was she must have been swept overboard by a rogue wave and they were like well how do you know that what the fuck the disney wonder um they say that she was swept off on the fifth deck which is the absolute top deck of the ship. The ship is over 200 feet high. So wouldn't someone have noticed that? Well, like, the walls the walls in the, the employee pool area are over six feet tall. So a random wave would have had to be over 100 feet high, over 200 feet high, get over these steel walls, wash her away, and they think that they... They know that, well, Disney says that she was washed overboard because they found a flip-flop. And that's their only evidence. But the flip-flop doesn't even, it's not hers. It has the name Laura on the side, not Rebecca. And that's their only also, evidence. flip-flops, I think, would be the first thing to go Right, water. how, if like, a fucking giant wave came Like, if they say somebody. a giant wave swept off an entire woman, 
how are her flip flops staying? The there? only kind of shoes that would not be swept are cement shoes. Absolutely. If she's walking <laughs> around with cement blocks if wrapped the mob around her feet, had gotten to her first. So, um, the they they the another weird thing is they gave them two cakes. They just had these cakes and they handed them to her to her parents. Cakes. Cakes. Okay. So like the with icing. So and... the Bahamas only had well, the Bahamas had jurisdiction over the ship, but the ship was back in Los Angeles. Okay. So they only sent one detective, one detective who spent one day. Was it Joe Kenda though? No, it wasn't. Okay, well, I was gonna say if it's Joe Kenda, he counts as like ten detectives. Yeah, he has superpowers. <laughs> um, but this this investigator spent one day. He didn't do any forensic research. He didn't do anything. He just walked the ship. The ship that has. Five decks, five decks, and over 2,000 rooms on it. I was going to ask how many people are, like, typically on these cruises. I don't know. I didn't look that if up. There's 2,000, 2,000 rooms, really? That's I a don't giant think, fucking ship. It's a huge boat. Like, it's a really big boat. So after, so they go home. They're, like, they're, they're actually given, uh, they're given her, um, her belongings, and they they don't say it's suicide because they found um, Disney Paris Disneyland Paris tickets on her nightstand that she had just bought. So they were like, this couldn't be suicide. Um, and but uh, they're given all of her belongings. They see that these shoes. They're like, these shoes literally have someone else's name on them. Yeah, and like. Re- Rebecca's best friend is like these aren't her style. These aren't her shoes. To I've be fair, never though, seen she was these wearing shoes. Though. Man, a man's. I'm gonna get outfit. into that. I'm okay. gonna get into. Okay. So I keep jumping the gun. So right. after they get home, they get notified by the bank about a month later that there's activity on her cards, her credit cards, hmm. and so they can't. The bank can't track where this activity is coming from. They what? don't know who's doing it. All they're told is there's activity on her credit cards. And it was like a one-time thing. So like a couple why sources why fucking telling me that if right. you can't tell me anything else. So a couple sources uh, said that it was probably auto payments that she had set up or whatever. Oh, but okay. but but um, legitimately, there it's like we haven't been able to track what these payments yeah, were. Yeah, they were auto payments, and they would obviously right. Be, like, it says show like up. Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Right. Um, so. Oh, and also her Facebook password was changed. And this is before, like, the legacy yeah. contract contacts came in. So, like, someone had to have known her Facebook email and password and gone into her Facebook and changed it. Dude, I don't even know my own Facebook fucking password. What? Like, I really, I have, I have it written down like an old person. Oh, my God. So, this is what's honestly so weird. Oh, wait, hold on. So yeah, Disney finished the cruise and uh, they finished the cruise and then without explaining wow. anything to anyone, they just put the flower, they put some flowers, like a wreath of flowers, like on the fifth deck in the employee Ew. part and not explaining anything to anyone. So um, they put some flowers there. Don't explain it. They just kind of do like, okay, we're sorry. We're moving on. Um, so the CCTV that shows that she's on deck She's actually on the first deck, which what's interesting on the first deck is that's where 
um, a clinic is, a hospital clinic. So what happens is, mm. what happens a lot on cruises is that sexual assaults are so commonplace. Oh, shit, and before, really? Yeah. And God, be- I'm never going on a fucking No, cruise. I'm never stepping foot on a cruise. <laughs> so sexual assaults are super commonplace. And what's so interesting is that after she disappeared, two of her friends came to her parents' place and said, she told us that she was afraid that she was going to be sexually assaulted. My God. So what I think... And why she's in those big baggy clothes is I think that she was sexually assaulted and she was visiting the clinic. Oh, yeah. Like for like a morning after pill. Yeah. Or or to just get checked up like a rape kit or something. So and there's no footage of her going up the stairs or down the stairs. So if she's being filmed by security cameras on deck one, then how did she get up the stairs and around the security, which are security cameras are all over this boat everywhere. Yeah. Every single place on this boat that you can think of, they put a fucking camera. So there's no footage that has been released of her going up the stairs or down the stairs. And an investigator hired by the family went on this, went on a cruise on the Wonder, and the only place that he that he could have found that someone could have been washed away was the fourth deck, which is where a track is. And she was incredibly uh, athletic. Like, mm-hmm. she was a triathlon, like a triathlete. Oh, wow. So he was like, well, I could totally see her being upset and coming up here and... Like, running her shit out. Running, like, and yeah. a rogue wave comes up. And he asked an employee. He got confronted by several employees of this cruise ship that were on the cruise... That she that Rebecca was on and said, I don't know anything. You know that's the answer I have to give you. Whoa. Right? Like, chills. Dude. So her parents got all of her belongings back and her favorite pair of shorts that her friends had said that she was wearing out to the bar that night were torn up. Like, torn <gasps> up. So that's what ma- that's what makes me believe that, well, like... The sexual assault. The thing. sexual assault. Yeah. Plus, she was in men's clothing, which maybe the hospital gave her like to maybe she like got down there naked and like it's yeah. like like she oh was assaulted God. and like they only had men's clothes and so God, i can't imagine that like on a fucking boat because you have nowhere to go nowhere to go and so what's really interesting is that between 1995 and 2011 165 people have gone missing on cruise ships completely out fuck? of the blue so fucking weird oh my god i'm never going on a fucking cruise and in 2015 alone by october 20 people in one year had gone missing on cruises in 2015 that's a really tiny like cruises are like a little like microcosm like yeah how the fuck do you go missing on a finite area there are so there are so many instances there was one of a man who sat down to dinner Texted his wife that he would be up to the room, sat down to dinner, finished his dinner, got up, and he was never seen again. Never seen again. I'm sure some of those are probably people falling overboard. Like, that would yeah, make sense. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that's, a, that's a lot, though. I mean, so shit. Uh, so the thing about this is sh- nothing has ever come of this. The, uh, the family is still paying private detectives thousands of dollars because the government has basically been like well sorry and disney is not sorry it's disney disney fucking rules the government disney is okay so disney is super fucking weird like i could disney 
above all values their reputation over everything. That's why you never hear about deaths that happen inside Disney World or Disneyland because Disney has a rule that no one can be declared dead on their properties. They have to be declared dead at the hospital or outside of their properties. Wow. So my friend's husband's like kind of high up and he works for Disney. Legally speaking, like no one has died at Disney. But like but I could totally see. I could totally see. Okay. So, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy yes. cat here's, here. Here's Catherine. She gets she and her friends go out to a bar. Yeah. Okay, she gets drunk. That's totally fine. She gets sexually assaulted. That is not fine. That's not fine. She gets sexually assaulted. She goes down to the clinic. She reports it. The guy finds out. Who's she on the phone with? Maybe she's on the guy. Maybe she's on the phone with a guy that she thought was her friend. Yeah. Like, why? How could you do this to me? I've I've right. already reported it. Like, you're going to fucking jail. Yeah. He goes down there and he just pushes her over the rail. Oh my fucking god, that's terrifying. And then Disney sees it. They freak out. They can't have a murderer on board. Right. So what do they do? They just sweep they it under the up. rug, mm-hmm. just like every. Other dis every other person that's died at Disney. Okay, so I was totally planning on taking my kids to Disney in a couple years, but that's not happening. Go to Orlando Studios, right? No shit. I'm just not gonna go to Florida. First of all, Florida's murder city, murder state. I guess I should say. But, but that's the mystery of Rebecca Corium. There are so many. Girl. There are so many other um, weird missing people. There are people that. There are people that um, believe that cruise ships are kind of like a front for sex trafficking. Oh, I can and totally like, see that. Girls, girls go missing left and right on cruise ships and are spotted in like islands and like sex trafficked areas like all over the world. It's oh my God, in, I'm so fucking afraid of sex trafficking. It's insane. What the fuck was I watching? I am Jane Doe. Have you seen that? Yeah, you told me to watch it. Oh yeah, dude. That shit fucked me up. But that's uh, that's my little conspiracy hole that I fell in today. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a legit. This I, I mean, like she is actually gone, and yeah. there's no explanation. So I wouldn't even call that a conspiracy. It's just like kind of. Well, yeah, I guess kind of like because of Disney. But you do anything's a conspiracy where you have to make assumptions and reach a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's true. But still, like I don't Disney know. is fucking evil. I know. Well, Walt Disney was like a fucking Nazi, so, yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway, um, what's your recommendation this week? So, my recommendation is actually a YouTube channel. Her name is Danielle Henley or Danielle Headley. I'm so sorry I meant to write it down, but this is, I watched, this is where I found out about this case was oh. her video. She's a really small channel. She's only got like 510 subscribers. But that's her, like way more than what we have. <laughs> but like it's like, really small, guys. But her, um, I'll actually I'll put it down in the description if you're interested. She only does like true crime cases and like weird mysteries, like cool. what happened, like kind of thing that I'm super into. Um, so yeah, check her out. It'll be in the description. Um, and she's like, she's a cute girl who wears chokers that talks about dead people. Hey, dude. That's like, like right up my fucking alley. Like us. Yes. Yeah. Just like us. Um, my recommendation. Oh, wait. Oh, oh she, has, she has a Harry Potter tattoo like on her chest, which is super cool. 
I just wanted to. Throw I mean, that if out. you're okay. like into that, I guess it's kind of cool. But I'm sorry you um, didn't grow up with magic in your life. Well, Harry Potter was a thing. Harry Potter's been a thing for like what 20, 15, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, so like long. So anyway, I just never. I'm not a fantasy. Oh, person. I am if it's like written well. I like um, dystopian novels. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm. This isn't a recommendation because I haven't read it yet. But my next book is called Ready Player One, and apparently it's like this really. I saw it on. It was like sitting on a display with Brave New World, 1984, and Fahrenheit 451, okay. and those were three books that I fucking adore. So I'm okay. like, okay, well, I'm definitely gonna love this book. Anyway, okay. My recommendation is another podcast, which my friend Nikki has been telling me about for probably a year. I don't know how long. Maybe not a year. I binged it. I have been binging like a motherfucker. Like, it's so funny. Small Town Murder. It's so it's good. It's so fucking good. Listen, love. Yes. It's too male. I, I almost don't even want to recommend it because it's like way better than ours. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's I laughed so hard oh i peed God. a little like every time i tweeted like, them that i peed a little <laughs> <laughs> it's like true belly laughs like okay, since this is your recommendation do you want to like talk well about i just want to talk about because like i saw okay so i was like finally i ran out of my fucking true crime shit because i'm all caught up on everything so i was like all right i'll give it a go and then i saw there was one from eaton ohio which is super close to where i'm from like i'm familiar with eaton it's right. like 20 minutes from where i'm from Oh my god, dude. They go into like the all of the descriptions of the town, like all of like the the different um like the race ratio, the religion, the fucking I like the it when they talk about the, the housing. I love that part the best because yeah. they're like, "Holy shit, that house you can sounds get fucking this, yeah, cool." Yeah, you can get this giant of a house for like $87,000. Like it's <laughs> but then they go into like these crazy fucked up murders and shit. Like they're great. They're great and they get like but the only thing is, like, they do the, their disclaimer at the beginning of every episode, which I get. Yeah. Because they do say some fucked up shit where I would, I'm like, oh, God, fuck. Okay, I'm laughing at this, but I feel really <laughs> bad about laughing at it. But it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's so good. Listen to Small Town Murder. Yeah. Dude, they follow me on Twitter now. <gasps> I tweeted at them from our Twitter page. Speaking of, our Twitter is... Oh, yeah, we do, should plug at, our shit now. At doing underscore crime. Our Facebook is at doing crime. Um, you'll know us by our purple image. Yeah, it's like a... It's basically like um, a black light on a crime scene. That's what it looks like with yeah. like a bloody handprint. It's pretty sweet. We had um, Juan do that shit. Yeah, Thank our you, boy Juan. Juan. I literally, in every description, <laughs> I call him our, our boy Juan. Juan. <laughs> Um, my personal Twitter is at Amelie underscore 1010. My personal Twitter is at I have adipose. I, you changed it. I did change it. Why? I wanted it to be fat girl, but like. Why? Fat girl what is What is adipose? Adipose? Adipose is fat. What? Because I'm fat. I like. I don't know what adipose is. Adipose is the like medical term for adipose tissue is fat tissue. Okay, because I was like, what's a dispose? Like, I could not figure out your fucking Twitter. At a pose. <sighs> Dude. Okay, every time I look in the mirror, I keep wanting to go, do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> like, this fucking... Really, do you want to know how I got this scar? This... I have this zit, like, right on my smile line, and it looks like... I'm like the fucking Joker right now. You're Heath Ledger I'm it up. I'm Heath Ledger Joker. God. Not... 
Not Jack Nicholson. Not any other Joker. No. Heath Ledger. Oh, well, Mark Hamill's Joker is pretty classic. I'm not sure I know that one. He's the cartoon Joker. He's the, well, hello there, Batman. Uh, all right. All right. That's Mark Hamill. That's did Luke you Skywalker. See, did you see uh, the, what's the fucking movie called? That movie that has Will Fair or not Will Fair, Will Smith, and that blonde chick, she plays that one character. Wow, I am uh, legend. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a Marvel Hitch? movie. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. <laughs> that's that's, that's DC. I oh, think. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's DC because it's Batman. Um, did you see that movie? Yeah. I fucking... Okay, first of all, I hate Jared Leto. I yeah. hate him. He is... Okay. 30 Seconds to Mars is the worst band. I really I like 30 Seconds to Mars. them. Dude, when I was at work... Okay, so we had, like, this really complicated music system where, like, if you had to change the music channel, like, you had to go over there and, like, go boop, 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 boop. Like, it hit, like, 8,000 yeah. things. Anytime 30 Seconds to Mars came on, I would go... I would stop what I was doing... We could be, like, fucking slammed. I'm in the weeds, and I'm like, nope. I'd walk over and fucking change the station Come because I hate... Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jared Leto. I don't give a shit. You're anyway, th- worst joker ever. Fuck that guy. All right, that has been your okay. <laughs> your movie <laughs> review. <laughs> the angry movie I'm review. I'm sorry. I, have, I feel very passionately about the, that. I Suicide guess. Squad was a shit movie. It was kind of shitty. It was a shit movie. It was pretty shitty. It was a shitty edgelord movie. Yeah, I'm just sad about Will Smith, though, because I'm usually really, I like usually dig his movies. Margot, Margot Robbie was hot, I guess. She was, she looked good. The, she's what, so, what's her name? Uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, she's a fucking movie star. Uh, you know, Margot Robbie is supposed to be playing um, mm. uh, Sharon Tate in the yeah. new... Because there was a big thing between her and Jennifer Lawrence. Which I think, okay, I think Margot Robbie looks a lot more like Sharon Tate than Jennifer Lawrence I don't does. think However, it's a prettiness factor. I think it's just like a who looks more like this person. Yeah, it's not... Everyone drew it into the, oh, no, Margot Robbie's so much more beautiful and blah, blah, blah. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great I actress. I think once you reach that level of beauty, there's no, like, one is better than the other. They're just kind of, like... They're both beautiful women. Yeah. They're both great actresses. I just think Margot, Margot Robbie looks more like Sharon Tate than Jennifer Lawrence does. Yeah, I agree. I think Jennifer Lawrence looks a lot like Alison Folger. I'm not sure who that is. She also got murdered that night. I should know that because I read uh, Helter Skelter. But I was like in fucking ninth grade, so it was a million years ago. But we digress. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please leave us five-star reviews. Oh my god, thank you, Kara. Thank you so much, Kara, if you're still listening. If you're still listening, thank you so much for that five-star review. It was awesome. All of you, please do that. And thank you, my brother, for doing that. But, you know, you're my brother, so... (laughs) It's Please a little different leave us when a, a five-star doesn't. review. It's the only way that we can get more listenership, and it's the only way that we can potentially be the best podcast you ever listen to.